Satan and demons will play a key role in the end times. Hi, everybody. I'm Jimmy DeYoung. That's the theme of my brand new series entitled Satan, Demons, and the End Times. This five-hour prophetic series on CD, it's an audio series on CD, will help you to understand why satanic demonic activities are playing a major role in our world today and giving us evidence that we are quickly approaching the end times. Thank you for taking these few moments to take a look at the book with me. Let's listen to a portion of this series. We'll listen to Satan's dramatic dethroning, and then I'll come back and tell you how you can get your copy of this audio series. Right now, let's listen to the study. And, and he watched now. Go, go back to... Go back to Genesis chapter 1 just for a second. Let me show you what he was watching. He's in the Garden of Eden. He's watching all this unfold. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28. I know you know it, but I want you to read it. You see, I like to hear. I like you to hear what I say. I like you to read what I say. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28. Notice what it says. And God blessed them. He had just created Adam and Eve. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. I replenish, I think, is an incorrect uh, uh, translation. Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And that ticked Lucifer off. He was in the place of prominence. He had access to the inner garden, the holy of holies of the Garden of Eden. As a cherub, he was in the inner circle. The cherubs were selected to do what? To guard the holiness of God. He had access. Adam and Eve didn't have, well, they did when he came out of the inner garden. But not unless he was out of the inner garden, Lucifer could go inside. He was anointed, set aside in the place of prominence. You see, it's, it's, it's important we understand his position before his dramatic dethroning. That's where he is, in his presence. Now back to Ezekiel chapter 28. And let me show you how it all started. Verse 17. Ezekiel 28, verse 17. Thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Here's where it started. His heart. I'm not talking about this blood pump. I'm talking about the heart. The heart is the center of our being. It's the emotional center. It's the will it's the mind. Our mind is not in our head. That's our brain. Our mind tells our brain what to do, and our brain follows through with making everything else happen. It's not our mind. You're not, when you're thinking, you're not thinking up here. You're thinking in the center of your soul. That's the heart, not a blood pump. His heart was what caused him to be deceived. And then... He would use, he would exercise his will. We're going to see, we're going to chapter 14 of Isaiah in just a moment. We're going to see that angels were created with a free will, just as you and I are. No, we're not created. We are procreated. 
only two humans ever created, Adam and Eve. The rest of us have been procreated. So we have a free will which we can exercise. We can receive Jesus Christ or reject Jesus Christ. Nobody forces us to do that. That's our free will. The angels were created with a free will as well. I can tell you that for sure because Lucifer said five times, I will. That's exercising his free will. The only difference is when an angel exercises his free will, he's locked in. Never to have opportunity for repentance. Never to change that will. Once he makes that decision, he's locked in. Praise God for us, right? That we could change our minds. I do it too. We all do it, don't we? Not angels. They're locked in. Started in his heart. In his heart. He was proud of his beauty. He was proud of his position. He was proud of his authority. He was proud of all of that. And when he, watching in the Garden of Eden, God giving Adam dominion over everything on the earth, that's what blew him away. Who does Adam think he is? So starting in his heart. Go to chapter 14 of Isaiah. Let me show you the process. His pride. Isaiah chapter 14. Again, Isaiah 14. I know enough about the Bible that I understand. The first portion of Isaiah 14 is talking about the king of Babylon. Again, as the king of Tyre in Ezekiel chapter 28 is a prototype of how Satan is going to use political leaders in the future, so is the king of Babylon a prototype of how Satan used leaders. And we'll study that in another study. But let's just look here, starting in verse 12. O Lucifer, here it is, son of the morning, that Hebrew word, Hallel, Hallel, that Hebrew word which is talking about the shining one. What did, uh, we're talking about light here, the producer or the origin of light. What did uh, Paul call Satan? An angel of light. Second Corinthians chapter 11. The morning star. You know what the morning star is, don't you? As the dawn is breaking, it's that star that's still up there, the brightest of all the stars that's still hanging in there. The morning star. Well, Jesus would be referred to that, but the name originally of the one who had become Satan. He was the morning star, the shining light. And so that's his name. O Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground, which disweaken the nations? Verse 13, here it is. For thou hast said in thy heart. There it is. See, it started over there, Ezekiel chapter 28. You fell because of the pride of your heart. Okay, here's what you said in your heart. Chapter, uh, chapter 14, verse 13. Thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. That's the first I will, the first exercise of his will. I will ascend into heaven. Now, where did I tell you he was? In the Garden of Eden. But he knew God. He knew about the heavens. 
He was able to traverse all of creation at that time. And he said, I will ascend into heaven. Why did he want to go to heaven? Because that's the location where the power was. That's where the throne of God was. He wanted to go to the heavens. If he's going to be equal with God, which is what he's going to say in just a moment, he had to go into the heavens, the third heaven. You know what the heavens are, don't you? The third heaven's where God is. The second heaven is where the galaxies, the stars are way out there. We see at night, and the first heaven is what we see out there today. The puffy clouds and, and the sun up there. You see the first heaven by day, the second heaven by night, the third heaven by faith. But those are the heavens. There's three heavens. And he said, I want to go to the third heaven. I want to go into heaven. That's where headquarters is. That's where control center is. That's where I want to be. I'm going there. I will. I will ascend into heaven. Thank you so very much for taking a few moments to take a look at the book with me. This series that you've been listening to, entitled Satan, Demons, and the End Times, is a series that you must have to understand what Satan's activities will be. He has a divine design. There will be a dramatic dethroning of Satan. Dynamic dominion will be the operating status for Satan. Demonic deception will be his way of doing that but he does have a determined destiny. Those are the five different parts on this prophetic five-part series on CD, an audio series that is a must for you to get a copy of and listen to. You can do that by calling our toll-free number. It's 8 Prophecy 8 It's a toll-free number from across America. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and make your purchase of this five-hour, five-part series, audio series on CD, entitled Satan, Demons, and the End Times. And as you listen to this study, I'm convinced you'll become more and more aware of the fact that Jesus Christ could call us to be with him at any moment, maybe in the next couple of moments. And having said that, nothing much left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...